Crash House Street, folks. Crash House Street, Jamie Z. What's up? That's it's very exciting. We're using, I would say, a new microphone, except it was purchased at the same time as the other microphone we've been using for like three years. It's the backup. And somehow we are not really blowing through levels. Yeah, well, I think we only used it a couple, maybe once yeah, or twice. So. When we tried to do, like, early on, I think we both tried to do mics, and it just was mm -hmm. a pain in the booty. So we'll see how this one comes out, but I'm pretty sure, like... As I was editing the last podcast, it, it was the end of days for our beloved yeah. uh, microphone. And Aww. I guess we should address this right mm. off the bat. Um, yes. Our, our longtime producer, Grey Kitty, is in cat heaven. Yeah, she crossed the rainbow bridge. Yes, 13 years. And of yeah, course, cat heaven time, is hell, <laughs> as we know. Yeah, it was sad. It was a rough, rough week. Yeah, it sucks. I ironically don't listen to a lot of Paul's Boutique. I just did. I thought you meant Paul's. That's Paul. Horrible. I was no. like, really? So anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, it's a bummer. And of course, and you know, so there's three bummers. We had one microphone. Yeah. Two, cat. Three. This will be the last time we record in this apartment. Yeah, this because, is our second location. Yeah, so it's uh, what the fifteenth of August. Um, the f yes, the fifteenth of August. So tomorrow, the sixteenth, I will be closing on my house mm. and moving shortly thereafter. I'll be celebrating Madonna's birthday. Oh. And being sad that Elvis Presley died. Oh. You think Madonna killed him? No. I don't think so. You think Britney killed him now that she's uh, free? Maybe. She's a time-traveling mutant? Yeah. Maybe. I think that's know. what it is. That's my theory. So Could be. So you excited to that close free? in for your house? No. Oh. I had to... Um, oh, sorry, folks. It got beat. Mm. It'll be the last time I almost vomit on Mike in this apartment. <laughs> How sad. Aww. No, it's, it's such a pain in the butt. I mean, it's good. Like, the, the most exciting thing for me, as some of you who've closed on houses before me know, is... At some point, you have to get the big check, yep. cashier's check. And when trying to figure out how to do that, even though it's actually rather easy, was a bit difficult. I could but imagine. actually getting it was pretty easy. And once I had it, I was convinced I was going to get mugged and murdered in the parking lot, <laughs> stepping outside the bank. Yeah, just an alarm goes off. Like, woo, woo, he's got money. They can woo, tell because woo. I have like... Uh, Dollar signs in my eyes and a top hat. They just go to the local pond. They're can you give me cash for this? Yeah. It's totally mine. Yeah. They're like, seem trustworthy <laughs> you, on this bloody check. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, it's nothing too exciting. Just the end of this chapter. Beginning of a new one. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? Just school. Yeah. Things. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Thrilling. <laughs> I would tell a story, but I, I don't want to tell it on here. Ah, okay. I almost killed a mannequin via oh, oh, enema. So, I um, said I was going to make a joke about it. It was involved the butt, but yes. But yeah. It's for another time yes. or place. Mirror. Other than that, like Victor is going to school in like a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. I have um, a couple weeks left in my school, and then I start my last semester, knock on wood. Mm -hmm. I did get a scholarship, oh, actually. Nice. So that was cool. That check came in, and I uh, paid for it. My uh, my class last last night, and I was like, "Oh, I got the money for mm. this." So it was kind of cool. That's about uh, that's about it. Mm. Being scared of the Delta variant. Yeah, I'm not scared. You're not. No. Uh, X wrote a song about it. Did you? I said X did. Oh, X did. Yeah. Did they? Delta eighty eight nightmare. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. So what are you thinking of garbage? 
So, yeah, that's the other thing. So, I, I might have to bail. So, and I don't blame you. So, we can talk some music news while we're here. Okay. So, Delta variant. We all live in the world. We know what it's about. It's um, not so bad here, but I'm really, like, weirded out now being... Even though... Because um, it's at what the not the man Susquehanna Susquehanna we'd be outside but just that many people like kind of starting to skeeve me out. I think it was a couple of days ago I saw specifically a post from Slater Kinney mm-hmm. saying that certain certain venues they are going to require proof of vaccination. Yeah, a lot of them or masking. And now apparently, like all the lower venues in Philadelphia that are still open. Yeah. Are requiring that, and supposedly by the end of September, early October, you have to be vaccinated. You have to be vaccinated. Yeah. So that's sort of an interesting. It's also interesting to see how it plays out. Ma, I was going to ask you. I was going to say, let's wait another week, see where we are, and if things get better or worse, yeah, no harm, no foul. Well, the thing that I worry about not not so much myself is Victor's not vaccinated. Yeah. So, what if I come home bringing it? That's where I kind of stand. Right. Yeah, now. no worries. Yeah. I mean, we just see where we are in a week. And we can. Yeah, yeah. The world can be dead. But. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to say, kind of give you the heads up and how I was feeling. I so. was kind of feeling the same way. I don't know. What other music news do you have? Uh, let's do that in the third segment because okay. all the things. I guess the big one, as I alluded to, is Britney is now free of her conservatorship. Yes, yes. Free to murder. Mm, what are you thinking? Time travel murder. Like I said, she killed Elvis. She. Is gonna kill Madonna. With she killed kiss. David Bowie and Prince. So anyway, I saw. Did you know the picture of Debbie Harry and David Bowie? That yeah. one like iconic picture. Mm-hmm. Well, someone like made them look like kids, mm-hmm. like on Garage Land, like on Facebook, and then they posted on there, and they're like, David Bowie and Debbie Harry knew each other. Like they try to make it seem yeah. real, and it was yeah. obviously fucking fake because it's an iconic picture, and people were fighting mm-hmm. about it. I'll people have to show are you. fucking dumb. <laughs> A bunch of dumbs. I'm I'm interested to see what Britney's gonna do. I think I think she's a little ooh, mental and stable to begin with. I think she wants to have kids, and I think she wants to retire. Well, yeah, I think she does too. I know she wasn't allowed to have kids, but when yeah, you're, when you're on um, a lot of like lithium and stuff, well, yeah, you're, you, they make you take lithium and apparently <laughs> threaten to withhold visitation from your kids if I you know, don't. That's, yeah, that's so super sad. So I was actually, I guess, good old Jamie Spears mm. and. Uh, his ex-wife Penelope Spears uh, <laughs> for feeling the heat, or just him, because everyone else, like the lawyer, quit. Like yeah, the representation quit. Yeah. Well, he's a piece of shit. It seems like, like just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, mm. Lewis. Yeah. Never forget your first love. Just ask David Bowie. It's like kind of creepy looking. It's it. She's like a cute little kid. Well, it's obviously doctored. It's real. <laughs> the people are like. David Bowie married some black chick and they had a baby slash. <laughs> some black chick? <laughs> you know, some this black This can't dude. be real. And then someone was like, Debbie Harry's also an out lesbian for your information. <laughs> she isn't. <laughs> wow, learning so much on this podcast. Um, oh, man. And this podcast was sort of a last minute decision. Like, it was Friday. I think we were like, you want to record? Yeah, well, I didn't know. Like, I marked it a race yesterday, yeah. like a six-hour endurance race, and it was, like, stinking hot as hell. So he wa- he wasn't home, mm-hmm. or I would have said, well, we'll do it Saturday. No, it's so. all good. It's all fine. Um, but yeah, it was kind of last. We wanted, I wanted to get something in this month yeah. before um, you moved and all yeah, that. Yeah, and so hopefully we're on, at this point, we'll correct it to a two-week schedule. Yeah. And also, not to not to speak ill of the dead, uh, not having a cat stare at the back of my head if I... Sp- 
spend more than five minutes at a computer might help the editing process a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so she was here and at the other house for 98 episodes. Was this is yeah. our 98th episode? 99th episode. No, 99th. Damn. Yeah. She was like, enough of this shit, I'm out. She's like, I wanna, I'm want i going to hide and lick my pussy. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh. weird. Yeah, she looked just like like someone had stuffed a pillow and wrote the word "cat" on it. <laughs> and I was like, I guess this is her. <laughs> oh. Yes, yes. So I guess we should. Um, it's been ten minutes. Yeah. So let's <laughs> talk about music, and then we can roll into the other stuff as we typically do. But there's no real, uh, you know, nothing exciting news wise this week as far as personal. Nah, not that. Yeah. All right. So I got two, and you got two. Yeah. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah. Let me go first. All right. So first, this yeah. is. Yum, 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 yum. This is. Evil flow, mm-hmm. a sight out of mind, mm-hmm. uh, off of Potato Family Records. Okay. This came out June eighteenth. Where are they from? Brooklyn, oh, Brooklyn, okay. New York, and this is a seven piece. They're okay. That's, uh, this is their makes sp- total sense. Yeah, second <laughs> album. I think the first album was called like The Last of the Acid Cowboys. Yeah, I saw two. Which I listened to is really good. I saw two of them were on the band camp. Yeah, the band camp. The band camp. Now, did you straight buy it? Not yet. No, because I. I think I only had access to five songs. So there are only like four songs on there. So that's the one I reviewed. Okay, cool. I am going to buy this. It's really good. Cool, cool. And it's... They were describing themselves as a psych rock band, which is true, but a bit misleading because I don't think... Yeah, I agree. It's not what you traditionally think of as psych. No. Like either... I mean, maybe all the songs we're not listening to. Um, Yeah, I mean, I could kind of say... To me, to sum up like what I felt about it, it reminded me of like... Hopping in your car mm-hmm. at like one in the morning and just driving through the desert, and yeah. you might have had a couple tokes of some reefer. I listened to it at the gym, and I was like, "This just reminded me of something I would like go th- to like Valley Forge Park or at like nine, ten o'clock at night, and just drive around with the ghosts, the mm. ghosts of coyotes and deer <laughs> and old Indians, like when Jim Morrison saw that family that got in a car accident." And the Indian guy. <laughs> I can't spell evil flow. It's E V O F L O. like butterflies. Which, by the way, when you try to search up evil flow on YouTube, it just endless like live version. There you evil go. Flow. Give me time. So, take two. <laughs> so it opens with uh, "Give me time," which is kind of it's. Very, it's like, it starts out very English proggy. Actually, it starts out not like any sort of psych song at all. I was like, I was like, I didn't recognize it. I was like, is this? And then it kicks in and it's very like early English prog, uh, very mellow. Kind of like early Pink Floydish. Yeah, early bit. Pink Floydish, like sort of like a 60s flower child. Yeah, psych. definitely. I got really hiccupy tonight. Uh, I had some pepperoni pizza. for lunch. Are you kidding me? No. Yes. Why? Because it's delicious. Oh, God. It reminds me of. Wieners. Okay. Do you throw up when you see your wiener or something? Uh, the parts of me throw up. <laughs> Ew. What? I didn't smut my butt because it gets scared. Oh, okay. Go uh, ahead. Like any kind of small dog that's short legs. Wieners, corgis, um, uh, Labrador retrievers that have had all their legs cut off with a cigar cutter. The boxing Helena dog. Boxing Helena dog snakes that are dressed like dogs. <laughs> You know, uh, okay. wieners. Yeah, wieners. Anyway, oh, a so hot dog makes you lose control. You patty duke. 
that a petty duplicate? Yeah, that hot dog makes her lose I control. Do, do, oh, petty duke. I swear to God. Did she get married for like 16 days or something weird like that? She was, um, she's bipolar, or manic depressive, um, which is bipolar or whatever. I think she had like straight up like mania, create like really bad mania where she like doesn't remember it and then she would come down and get like really depressed because mm. bipolar one i think is the more manic yeah bipolar two is more like you're more depressed you'll have like hypomania but mm. it usually is not as much as bipolar uh. one just to let you know so go oh, ahead it's good to evil know. flow so let's start off with evil flow let's take two uh brooklyn seven piece psych band second album opens with give me time which is sort of like early soft english proggy mm. 60s flower child psych very good, very listenable. The second song we were able to listen to is Strange Lights, which is much more reminiscent of the OCs. I can see that. So, yeah. And of the four we Definitely. listened that were available, it's probably the most, like what, I think we think of a psych now. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like kind of a beat. Um, it's a very trippy song, especially at the end. It seems I think it's about zombies getting attacked by zombies. I think, yeah, it's the lyrics are really weird. Yeah. And I think they said somewhere that all these songs are inspired by sci-fi. Makes sense. And one... By, uh, I guess, doing psychedelics, like eating shrooms. Probably. Oh. <laughs> or drying out your eyes. Drying out your eyes. Is the obligatory uh, neo-country song that every mm. psych band has to play. In. Yes. It's good. It's like, of the four, it's the weakest one, in my yeah. opinion. And then Let Go is kind of slow, ballady. Um, if you've ever heard any of the music Matt Berry has put through... Here's how you know Matt Berry. Okay. I'm going to say two words and I guarantee you'll know Matt La Berry. La Piss, one of those. Le Pou. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, he's also one of the feature performers on Desert Sessions 11. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. The yeah, one yeah. with the, the weird Finnish guy, the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Meow. So anyway, this is a little bit very dream, like soundscape-y, trippy, almost dream poppy in a way. Mm-hmm. All like, yeah, psychedelic and just hallucinogenic and shit, but very beautiful, very good, very mellow. Yeah, I would say Let Go was probably, the, like, it was very psycho. I was like, this is very, uh, mm-hmm. kind of spot on psychedelic, yes. in my opinion. But Again, because we sort of made this decision. Yeah. And I'm too lazy to really listen to anything in detail. <laughs> um, I listened to four. I'm going to go back and listen to the rest. Um, I liked it. I listened first to- album was really good. Yeah, I never this, What I heard on this album was really good. So there's not much of a review, but it's a... It's, it's like, a, really, like, at first I'm like, oh, this is good, like, ambient background music, mm-hmm. but then it's not. Yeah, it picks up a little bit yeah. to engage a little bit with it, mm-hmm. but it's good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I have Quicksand. Mm-hmm. New album out, Distant Population. This is their fourth album. It's off of Epitaph, and it came out in August this month. And I'm sure you're familiar with Quicksand. I am. Uh, they've been a band since 1990, and from New York City, if I didn't say that. Their first full-length album was actually 1993. I think I realized they were around that long. Yeah. Um, and then the last album they came out with was In Tears, and that was 2017. Yeah. It seems like it was out not that... I didn't... I'm not a... So, starting off, I'm not a huge Quicksand fan. Yeah. Just never... I didn't dislike them. It just wasn't on my radar. They're kind of like Fugazi, like all that, like, kind of mm-hmm. lumped together, um... But it's like, I really like Walter from Walter was in Gorilla Biscuits and Youth of Today and some of the other dudes were like in Burn or Bold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but as I said, they get lumped in with like Fugazi and Helmet, like those type of bands. And they're alternative, post-punk, rock. But one thing I really liked, I think we both liked, was Vanishing Life. Do you remember his? Yes. It was really, really good. 
Because I asked Mark, I'm like, where do you think this fits in to, like, quicksands? And he's like, I think it just sounds like an early quicksand. And I'm yeah. like, okay. I'm like, because I, I don't really know. So it starts off with uh, the song Inversion. Mm-hmm. And that was her single off of it. And it's very, like, 90s alt. Yeah, I said this whole album has that 90s alt vibe. Which makes sense that they got started in ninety. Yeah, so. yeah. Like so I've read somewhere. I try to see if there's any reviews just so like it kind of mm-hmm. help me a little bit because I just want to know like where people thought this that like fit in the canon of yeah of quicksand, but I didn't really find anything. But uh, I had a comparison to a Jane's Addiction song. Which oh I'm yeah, gonna, I could kind of see. The one thing, the more I listen to it, if you take out Walter's vocals, mm-hmm. the guitars really sound like something off a of bleed like me like they like I, like it almost sounds like something butch vig I, would have produced i can yes and i can think of a very specific example um why do you love me like big yeah. time i was gonna think like on this album missile command yeah yeah has it. but anyway go ahead lightning field is the second song i love the riffs and the guitar work um there's a lot going on musically in the background at one point in time i'm like is there a synth going on mm-hmm. here it's just musically there's a lot going on yeah. colossus is one of my favorite songs it almost has like a stoner rock big riffs to it, yeah. um, and you're like grooving along. It's like a little heavier, almost like a little shoegazing mm-hmm. a bit at times. It almost reminds me of a, a nothing song in certain mm-hmm. parts of the, of it, but I really like it. Brush, brushed, brushed. Mm-hmm. Got some cool beats to rev this bitch up. It's very like acoustic-esque. Yeah. Um, it's super mellow, chill, but it keeps you moving. Like there's mm-hmm. just something almost translate to it. I guess maybe it could be the, the, the drum work. Yeah. Missile Command, um, another trance-like uh, Well, the song. hook in the beginning is really, yeah. Yeah, uh, the super cool bass line. Um, phase 90, the lyrics are very poetic. I'm guessing it's pretty much you got to get away for your, from yourself and then try mm-hmm. to find yourself again, but it's very mellow alt-rock. Mm-hmm. Rodan, last mm-hmm. song. It almost reminds me, this reminds me of a quicksand song. Like, if yeah. I thought of quicksand, like, this song popped in my head. Um, but I think everything's working together really good. The drum, the guitar, vokes, they're all like intertwined and just mm-hmm. work really well with each other. But all together, I really like this album. The, I've listened to it like probably five or six times already, and I think I get a little mm-hmm. more out of it each time I listen to it. Um, so like musically, there's so much going on. But his voice is so powerful too, sometimes it's hard to look past that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really like it. I said, I'm not a quicksand fan, and I've been like listening to this record mm-hmm. for the last like three days. So. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I liked it. Colossus, I love. Mm-hmm. And I think Colossus and like the Missile Command, for whatever reason, stuck with me. Yeah, I, I read yeah. a lot of, like going through the, the band camp, it seemed like a lot of people's mm-hmm. favorite song was at Phase 90. Yeah. Which I was saying is like, uh, like lyrically poetic, it's just about, mm-hmm. you know wasn't my favorite song oh. maybe it will in a week i don't know but I, yeah i've been really enjoying the album it's good stuff i mm. like all walter's stuff something old something new something mm. borrowed something blue mm. so this is a little unusual this is death valley girls mm-hmm. uh street venom which was released on july 30th but is their first album uh repressed or actually oh. pressed way back in 2014 i didn't know so it's that that makes sense though, because I'm like I don't understand why does it say 2014, yeah. and then I went and then I could see mm-hmm. that there was something that came out in May the, the re-release or whatever. I think it actually I have July, but yeah, uh, maybe it was July. So this is their first album. So give you a little history lesson. Because there are things I didn't know, mm-hmm. and even though uh, Death Valley Girls are my best friends, mm-hmm. your BFFs differs. But Death Valley Girls, yeah, started when Bonnie Bloomgarden, who's the 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 vocalist and plays guitars. Okay. Moves to LA to get off of drugs, which seems like that's the opposite of what you should do. Yeah. But it worked for her, and she decided, and this is sources, their bio on Bandcamp, 
She was like, I need to do something positive with my life. I need to do something that isn't going to meetings every day. So she's like, so she started looking to form a band, and she formed a band. Two of the people came to the band were uh, Patty Schemmel. Okay. And her brother Larry. Now you know who Patty Schemmel is? From L7, right? Or um, Pat... I know who she is. I can't think of what band. Hole. Hole. Yes. So I knew it was one of those bands. Um, I was like, Babes in Toyland. I wasn't going to yeah. get Hole. I mean, she was like in that scene. But yeah, yeah, she was the She's drummer. She's been in a bunch of stuff, though. Yeah. Uh, drummer in Hole was almost the drummer in Nirvana. And I didn't hear that. last minute. Um, she was like really good friends, I think, with Kurt. Yeah, really good friends with Kurt Cobain. Did not go to his intervention because she was strung out in heroin and was said, it would be the most hypocritical thing on earth if I were to go to this. Courtney was in Hole. Left either because she wasn't getting along with someone or because she was too deep in the drugs, probably both, was homeless for a while, was super into crack, got clean in like 01. Also came out of the closet at a time when people probably didn't. Patty did? Or? Yeah. Huh. It was like Courtney Love did. Well, I know, yeah. As a murderer. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so it was Patty on, on skins and her little brother Larry on guitar. Hmm. Who is still with the band. So Patty leaves after this album. Nikki Pickle, who is their current drummer, was the drummer after that first album. Okay. Uh, tells the story that she was at a con- like a um, like an outdoor concert mm-hmm. and heard Death Valley Girls play and told her boyfriend at the time, was like, I'm going to play for this band. And then she had the opportunity. That's cool. Now, the other thing to mention is, so did this in like 2014 off of Burger Records. Because Patty was in the band and they didn't want people to think it was just a patty side side project they recorded an album in two days and put out the album before they started touring to show that they could actually play huh and in my opinion they can actually play so now we go through the review all right um the meat and potatoes the meat and potatoes if you like fuzz Mm -hmm. this is the album for you if this, this album were a piece of fruit, you would throw it away because of mold. Mm. If this well, album, what if it was a peach? You would throw it away because it's a peach. <laughs> Unless it's a canned peach, which doesn't have any fuzz on it. If this were a movie... It'd be a good one. Starring, it was a movie directed by Edgar Wright and starring Simon Pegg yeah. and Nick Frost. It would be about cops. And it would be too warm to touch. Okay. There's a lot of fuzzed out guitars in here. Yes. The other thing that's important to say is if you are a fan of the proto-punk Detroit sound, yeah, this is fucking the album for you. It's definitely the album for me because I love that sound. Mm-hmm. And it opens with um, No Reason, which is this very gritty, scuzzed up, almost surfy at times proto-punk anthem yeah definitely and it does go like a lot of these songs they erupt into these really crazy guitar rides that you're like fuck yeah kick out to jams mother grabber <laughs> mother, mother trucker, trucker. yeah <laughs> mother grabber uh, yeah I never cared for their language that's why the MC5 mm-hmm. is in the rock and roll <laughs> it was coarse language more white guys with afros <laughs> that I don't approve of because it looks bad <laughs> Anyway, uh, that leads into Sanatorium Blues, which is sort of like, uh, I said, like a hippie dance party in a way. Very sub- spell of joyous or song of joyous. Yeah, I Slow, um, like kind of anthemic, powerful, um, until again it erupts into this guitar jammy thing at the end. And really, these two songs, which are the two best songs on the album, 
mm-hmm. tell you everything you need to know about this album because everything else is essentially a remix. I like but it. I like it a lot. Arrow, the opening riff sounds so fucking familiar. I can't place it. Like a couple of these songs, I wonder if they just re, sort of re-purposed um, re- riffs earlier, like later, which is possible. Which is, of course, they're right. Yeah. Um, they're not complaining, but Arrow is a very, very fun song. Mm-hmm. A lot of energy. Loved it. Shadow is another one that has uh, another very familiar riff. Um, it sounds like uh, Bonnie's kind of like testifying at a church tent <laughs> revival. Paradise Blues is again the the obligatory country, country. song. Uh, I really like this one a lot. It's very m- mellow, very like very weird harmonies on it. Almost I could see that, yeah. And it ends with um, Electric High, which is like very screamy, very church. Tech yeah, Revival definitely. Testament and has these super screamy powerful guitars there's a lot of like a lot of passion a lot of pain in the lyrics and it's really good um, at times you hear elements of I swear to God Janis Joplin in some of these songs no I can definitely hear uh, that too like I said definitely MC5 and the Stooges the LA Sleezo thing that we was talking yeah, about yeah I can so, see that yeah hints of doors uh, to make a modern uh, comparison uh, they sound this album sounds like so much like L.A. Witch. Oh, uh, yeah. Who yeah, got definitely. started around the same time, and it just, it's, you know, not against either of them. No. It's just sort of how, like, bands in a certain space, in a certain scene kind of... They probably all influenced, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's, like, a... It's an Austin show. And hmm. I think it's, like, L.A. Witch... No, it's it's L.A. Witch, uh, La Luz, and The Paranoids. Oh, which really? would almost be, my, yeah, like, my dream. <laughs> except it's in Austin, Texas, and Texas is... Yeah, you're not Swimming going. in disease. So, yeah, it's really good. Interestingly enough... Um, I did read when I was trying to sort of track down or fill in some gaps in the history. Uh, Larry um, is Larry still with the band? Yeah, he is. He, he stayed with the band, so he was. T- he apparently does all the artwork ah, for the cool. album stuff. He was talking about it. it was like an interview with him in like Guitar Shred magazine or something, and he he gives his three most influential albums to him, and he's like Ace of Spades, okay, uh, Velvet Underground, and Nico, and then the some Sonic Youth album Evolve. Huh. Not to be confused with Evil Flow yeah. that we did in the first segment. It's Even Flow. Evil Flow. <laughs> and then fucking Pearl Jam, Mr. Blowjob Lips himself stole it. I know. Time Travelers. Evil, I listened to, and I, and I had a, I'm a big Sonic Youth fan, mm-hmm. but like the early, anything before Day Doom Nation, I kind of get a little like. I'm here with thing. Sonic Youth, to be honest. Like, I, I really love, like, Goo is probably my mm-hmm. favorite album. But then there's some stuff. Maybe I didn't listen to their real early stuff. Maybe I'd like. It's it hard better. to say. Like Daydream Nation is, which is like that was their real big breakout hit. Is really good. But like I mean I have like their albums I like like I like you know that one I like Goo. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one, um, fuck the one that escapes me. The uh, I'm all scatterbrained tonight. I think the headdress bidi ba. What was the one that was out like '97? Oh, uh, Jet Trans. Yes. <laughs> FI Superstar. This is going to bother me if I can't remember what this um, The Eternal. I didn't have to look at it. Okay. The Eternal, which was their last album, mm-hmm. is, is like amazing. And they have good stuff here and there. It's, it's a band that, anyway, we're not talking about Sonic Youth. Anyway, Evol. <laughs> yeah. You listen to Evol, and everything on this album makes a lot more fucking sense. Because hmm. Evol is like a psychedelic album that he clearly was, was very influenced by. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I thought this was fantastic. I really yeah. liked it. Um, mm -hmm. I, as I always say, I should never listen to new music while I'm working out. But I was like thoroughly like it didn't take anything off my workout. I was like engaged with it. I yeah. thought it was really good. It's very heavy. Mm -hmm. At times, it can be like difficult to understand the lyrics. Well, sometimes it's like a little too fuzzed out. And that, a little too fuzzed that out. That you can't like yeah with lyric wise, but uh, and uh, yeah, it's really good. It has a very um, it kind of a, sw a bit of a swank to it. As well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So do you remember the, um, I guess it was Even Flow, or was it maybe Alive? What was the video shot at the truck or whatever? Was it Alive? I can't remember. Anyway, so he climbs up whatever balcony, falls mm -hmm. down, and the guy he falls down on is a guy I dated for like three days. Oh, wow. This guy Adam, yeah. Was it because, was it? Because he got touched Eddie Vedder was afterwards. Like, this before it was you way fucking Eddie Vedder germs on you. Nah, I dated him like it was like literally three days. Like I was like in eighth grade or something. Oh. Um, but like yeah, I haven't talked to this dude in a long while. We were kind of we lived near each other, mm -hmm. but he would love Pearl Jam. Yeah. So yeah, his claim to fame is that oh, Eddie Vedder cool. fell on him during the video. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see it. Anyway, go ahead. Um. So. Raw Brigade. I knew you were probably like, all right. Yeah, I thought this was okay. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I, I really like Raw Brigade. Mm -hmm. um, they have uh, so they, they had an EP that came out in uh, May, and it's called Hard Hardcore Latino. I thought it was self-titled when I told yeah. you. They have a bunch of EPs mm -hmm. out. Um, I saw them at um, This Is Hardcore a couple years ago, and I, was, I just thought they were so much fun. They were really cool. I really like their sound. Um, and they're on uh, Six Feet Under Records. And they're from Bogota, Colombia. Oh. And they are hardcore. They're punk and they're straight edge. Um, they started in 2016. They were really influenced by New York's uh, Straight Ahead. And that was like a really big influence on them. So I really like this band. Um, it's like just hardcore punk in my opinion. So it starts off with Latinx. It's like in your face hardcore punk. It is, it's harder and less Mohawk casualties asking my that opinion. That was my favorite song in the album. Yeah, it was I really good. It. Had some twists and turns in it. Like almost all the songs, like mm -hmm. they kind of like will have breakdowns at weird spots mm -hmm. and stuff. But uh, I thought it was it was good. Police crime, the Titan raw hardcore punk with something to say. Uh, Mental was the most different song. It almost starts off with like an oi street punk vibe going mm -hmm. in. And then it breaks down in the middle, almost like this sing-song-esque. And it's obviously probably all about mental health. But it's just mm -hmm. very different. And then I'm going to murder this because I don't speak Spanish. Lempo pasa. And it's, I don't know what they're saying. They're no. speaking, uh, whatever they're speaking, Colombia, I'm guessing Spanish. Spanish. Um, and it's just very angry sounding. Ah. <laughs> but I really love this band. I love mm. that they blend like street punk and hardcore into fun, catchy stuff. Uh, I would love to see a full length from these guys. I just think they have a lot of energy and they they're they're fun and it's just like something fun and easy to yeah. put on. It's really good. Like, and like I don't go out of my way to listen to hardcore. Yeah. But no, when it's there, you know I can enjoy. Yeah, it, it was I good. Like it's yeah. yeah. And that is Raw Brigade Hardcore mm. Latino. So a couple good of really shit. really quick hits, mm -hmm. mainly singles, but some other news. So uh, Cherry Glazer put out a single, cool. Soft Drink. Yeah. It's like it's sort of along the lines of some of the more dream poppy stuff. Okay. I got listened to it again. I wasn't super into it when I heard it, but I wasn't really. Like, I was doing other shit. Ty Seagal released an album. Really? The, the good stuff's really good. The other stuff is kind of fillerish. Mm. Angel. Oh, oh, no. Wiener. <gasps> well, Better Branches, if you remember Better Branches from mm -hmm. Philly, they just came out with a. A seven inch it was just mm -hmm. two songs. It was really, really good, yeah. and it was more along the same like post punk. But mm -hmm. it was I didn't buy. It. I might buy the yeah. um, the digital, but it was really good. Angel Olsen, like I listened, Safety Dance, the second single off. The okay, new album. I haven't listened. To any not of a it. fan. It's it's like it's not too much like Angel Olsen, which mm -hmm. 
you know, it's fine if you're listening to Angel Olsen, but <laughs> Angel Olsen covering it. It's like, eh, couldn't get into it. Uh, Julia Shapiro. Okay. Of a Chastity Belt. Mm-hmm. And Julia Shapiro uh, is releasing a second album in October. Oh, okay. And first song is really good. It's like different. It's very heavy. Apparently, she has, she's like, I moved to L.A. to sort of Get escape. away from drugs. Yeah, get away from <laughs> drugs. As my friend Bonnie said it. No, she moved to L.A. and then immediately went into quarantine because of COVID. Mm. And she basically recorded this entire album by herself in her apartment. Oh, And I think her roommate mixed it. Chastity Belt was on tour and they canceled the tour. And that's when Julia Shapiro recorded that first album. And she had talked about, like, one of the things is, like, I just worked with my boyfriend. I had a whole bunch of stuff going on. She was falsely diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Oh, my God. So, and I guess, like... They take her thyroid out? I don't know. I get a look, like, she didn't talk about if they biopsied her, but it was... Hmm. She was diagnosed, and then afterwards... One of the reasons they stopped the tour is so she could get treatment. Oh, wow. But, um, yeah, really interesting. Huh. But that's not all. So, we've got two more. Okay. Not like the two more that was not, in the end, in Julia Shapiro's thyroid. <laughs> I'm on fire tonight. But um but um To me, one of the most exciting things ever, uh, Lelouz's new album, oh. called Lelouz, is coming out in October. Okay. And what I've heard is really good. Cool, cool. Yeah, I heard the one song Mark posted. Yeah. I liked it. was really good. And yeah, they're kind of changing up the formula a little bit. Oh, uh, Surfport! And I was about to say, last but not least, Surfport, by the way, I was thinking about... They changed up some of the members of the band. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. Because I was literally... Two days before that came out, we saw Mark posted it. Yeah. I was like going through my albums and I was like, yeah, I wonder if Surfport just like folded. Nah, they're still around. I, I forget who, there's like two different mm-hmm. people in the band, but they've always kind of had circulating band yeah. members to a point. Um, what was it called? White Claw Enema Bong White Hit? White Claw Enema Bong Hit. And it's, I really like it. It's different because at yeah. first I'm like, I don't know about this. And then well, I think it's just like White Claw Enema Bong <laughs> It's good. I yeah. like it. And she's dressed as like a, uh, a skate bro. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, what else was I going to say? Music wise. So that's like all the music. No, I forgot to tell you a long time ago. But like, it must have been like earlier, beginning of the year, or mm-hmm. even last year. So Cloud Nothing sent me like a demo CD. Oh. Like out of nowhere, they're like, "Yeah, you've been supporting us for a long time," and sent it to, and sent it oh, to wow. me. I Good forgot time. to talk about it yeah. after all this time, um, but I thought that was really cool. Oh, nice, yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, so thank you, Cloud Nothing. Yeah, thank you, Cloud Nothing. <laughs> um, Iron Maiden. Really, so, like, so I'm hoping Iron Maiden tours next well, year. Well, did you hear about Bruce Dickinson? COVID. Oh, really? He got COVID. Uh, um, that was I saw that today. Well, as long as he's better by next year. Yeah, I would love to see Iron Maiden again, and hopefully. Well, like, I we feel can like go if we're see going us. on this three years in a row, it's like... I'm still... Well, I'm supposed to go see John Mulaney with my sister and Danny. Yeah, wear, wear a gas mask. <sighs> no, I just don't think I'm going to go. Like, I, I'm i not so much, like, super worried about myself. I just mm-hmm. don't want to bring it home to Victor. Yeah. like, what it comes down to, but... But no, that's, that's it, um, music-wise. There, we Well, we saw a movie, and I saw another movie. Yes, we did see a movie. So we saw Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. It was I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I yes. enjoyed it. So Suicide Squad, yeah, I saw it. Well, obviously I saw it too. Uh, really good. A lot better than the first, which, you know, honestly is a very low bar to be better than the first. <laughs> but I thought it was good. I mean, I liked most of, uh, was it James Gunn? James Gunn was the director. Yeah, yeah. I like most of his stuff, starting with Tromeo and Juliet. <laughs> See, I always forget he was a trauma guy. Yeah, he was a trauma guy. Um, but I enjoyed. It. I wouldn't say it's my favorite DC mm-hmm. movie, but I thought it was. I thought it was good. It was entertaining. It had a real like the storyline mm-hmm. flowed well. It was humorous. I liked it. 
It was weird that like Harley Quinn's like it's almost like she was in her own movie. Yeah, I agree. Like, I do like that she kills it. She's like kills the guy. She's like red flags. He's like you could have just broke up with me. <laughs> but his phone got to see uh, Sylvester Stallone as King Shark. Yes, yes. Got to see Starro, which got made me very excited. I could tell got, you had a bone. I did get a. I got a geek boner. Goner. <laughs> I actually was a little excited to see Pete Davidson at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Although he was like barely in it, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. Good stuff. Eldra Albus is. Uh, he was good. I liked the Rat Catcher chick. Rat Catcher too, who's. Yeah. Like big in like Port- Portuguese TV. Yeah, I never heard of her before. I don't I think she's done a lot of. She was cool. She was a good actress. I like, and I'm, you know, I won't, I pretended to be the Rat Catcher when you left. Though. Did you? I'm sure. I think, or the Cat Catcher. Cat Catcher. There's no cat to cat. I was catching pussies. <laughs> hey. like, got hey ya. Yo. Oh, wow. This is a saucy fucking, this might be a, get the, the stamp of Trash South Street after dark. Um, now continuing the sexy, mm-hmm. uh, another movie I saw that I actually mm. went to a theater to see. Ooh. Uh, there's no one in the theater. Was it Oaks? Yeah, Oaks. Was there really no one in there? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's like normal though. But so uh, I saw The Green Knight. What did you think? I liked a lot. Who was in it? What is it about? I forget. I would say no one you would know because it's no one I particularly know. Mm. Um, Let's see. So the Green... Or sort of. There are people you know. So the Green Knight is by... I can Google. What's his name? Hooper. Guy who did a ghost story. And he did like Peach Dragon and... Oh, is it a baby movie? No, it's not a baby movie. If you like (laughs) your babies to get murdered... Green Knight. So Dev Patel is oh, okay. Sir Gawain, who is the kid in uh, Slumdog, Slumdog Millionaire. Millionaire. Yeah. Is he a Green Knight? Yes. No. We'll explain. Let me just look. So let me go to this castle. So that Sean Harris is the king. Is it like a um? King Arthur type of thing. It is a King Arthur. So, okay. Sir Gawain and the King Green Knight is mm-hmm. like a pretty... Mm-hmm. Like you probably... Like a lot of people get it in I think school. I've read it in school. Um, the Green Knight is played by Ralph Wilson, who is the dad in Witch. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, how was it? You don't have to David me. Lowry is the, it was the guy who written it. So, let's back up. So, yeah, Jamie, I saw a movie. Mm. I saw... Um, Wow, I'm really bad today. I'm just like, I might be having a stroke, folks. So, yeah, David Lowry wrote it. He did A Ghost Story, which is a really good movie. Um, Kesha's in it, but not really. Yeah, Ghost Story. That's where they all wear, they're like ghosts, but they wear basic sheets, like like bedroom sheets with eyes mm. through them. It has like, it just. I'll tell you about like really sad shit later. Um, that, so, Sir Gawain is like sort of a, I don't say a gritty retelling, but it's like a, both a very so true to life. Ava was... That chick from um, X Machina. Oh, X Machina. Machina, yeah. Cool. Right. I knew she looked familiar. Yeah. Okay, um, go, sorry. Take three. Green Knight. Green Knight. Death Patel as yeah. Sir Gawain. I don't say it's like a, a gritty, like, reboot of the Green Knight legend because of a lot of fantastic elements. And basically, the story goes it's Christmas Day. Sir Gawain, who is King Arthur's nephew. Goes to Camelot, even though he's a knight at that point, but he hasn't done anything important. In the story, his wife, his mother is Morgan Le Fay, who is okay, his yeah, half-sister. Yeah. And the Green Knight comes through, played by the dad from The Witch. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, let's play a fun game. Because it's medieval times and they didn't play fucking fun games. And he's like, whoever wants it, someone can take a chop at me. And the condition is you can take a swing at me and I'll let you take a swing at me. And if you do, then you have to come to the Green Chapel in one year on Christmas Day and I get to take a swing at you. Okay. I don't see the appeal. No, but Sir Gawain chops off his head and then he picks, like Green Knight picks up his head he's like, see you in a year, asshole. And then the movie is sort of about him trying to, him going to meet the Green Knight. And the whole movie is like this very fucking surreal, hmm. almost dreamscape. It's like, if you feel like you're like hallucinating or like losing your mind watching it. And I saw one theory that he's actually starting to go crazy as he's on this journey. And like everything that's happening, hmm. you see it's like none of it's real because it does take place in, I don't know, medieval times. But it's a really good movie. Uh, the end was drawn out a little too long. Yeah. He does spirit goo, goo on a belt at one point Ooh. to make it South Street after dark. And yeah, it was good. It was a fun time. That's cool. And there was a uh, a preview for the lamb. Have you seen the preview for lamb yet? Lamb? For lamb? Oh, it's fucking creepy. That's all I'll say. Fucking What's it creepy. for? What? What's lamb? Lamb? It's a movie. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I, I'm one. like really behind on yeah. all that stuff. Lamb is another one of those A24 movies. So you like, maybe I did. It sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't know. But anyway, so that's. Uh, you have anything else you want to talk about? <sighs> no, I don't think so. I think I'm pretty so, good. Yeah. So this would be a short one, I guess. Yeah, like 45 minutes or so. So uh, next time it'll be episode 100. 100. And we'll have. We'll have some treats. We'll have a topic. Punch and pie. Punch and pie. And we'll have a new recording studio. A new, which will... With the ghosts. With the ghosts. No. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. All right, everyone. Bye. 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 Mommy made me mash my M&M's, oh no. Mommy made me mash my M&M's, oh no. Where did you learn this beautiful vocal? Back when I was in a band. Oh, uh, in, in your band? Actually, it was even worse. It was when I was in show choir. Show choir? Yeah. They had a show choir? Yeah, in junior high. Huh. What did show choir entail? A uh, strip. Strip? Oh, okay. Cool. Did the full, the full Monty. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so trash. I think that's a little inappropriate, by the way. Well, I thought so too, but yeah. the janitor said just to shut the <laughs> fuck up. He's like, he's like, your puppy's gonna get it if you don't. You <laughs> won't do that show quiet. <laughs> it was weird because I didn't have a puppy, so he bought me a puppy, oh, and, then and then he killed it. Killed it oh. to show me he was serious. Oh wow! And then I had to go with him and look for the puppy in his white panel van. <laughs> he was a very good janitor, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. And even worse, gynecology.